started coming out, and at the time I thought it was pee. 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 I didn't know it was squirt until I got into porn. Pee. Pee. But the whole time I just thought I, I was peeing, I was coming, but pee was coming out. Usually when I'm playing with my clit or I have a vibrator or I'm just getting fucked really hard, I can squirt or having some fancy in my head. Or... Well, I hope I have your attention. I'll explain that intro a little bit later. Welcome to episode 15 of In Bed with Shauna. In this episode, we're talking about bad boys, why women love them, and why nice guys hate them. As always, if you're related to me or you know me personally and I do not already talk to you about my sex life, please leave. This is not a space for you. All right, so I'm going to do this episode a little bit differently than I have in the past. Because of the nature of the things that I'm going to talk about and the person that I'm going to be discussing as far as my relationship with a particular bad boy, there's some things that I don't feel necessarily comfortable just putting out there for anybody to listen to. So I am going to talk about everything and I will upload that version onto my Patreon. Other than that, I will release an edited version. So I'll just put a sound like this wherever I make an edit to kind of just conceal things a little bit. So if you do want to hear the full version, you can go over to patreon.com slash the Shauna Williams and it's only a dollar a month to sign up and you can cancel it so you can just pay a dollar to listen to the whole thing. But I just wanted to make some sort of some sort of a filtering system for who can hear everything. Also, this episode is twice as long as my normal episodes. And I apologize for that if that's not something you like. I don't know. I like long podcasts and I like short ones. I like them both depending on what activity I'm doing while I'm listening to them. So this one just ended up having to be long because maybe because I'm never allowed to talk about him. So I wanted to talk about him as much as possible. That could be. But I don't know. I think that the relationship deserved a long episode. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into this bad boy situation. I want to start off with a little bit of science and I will try to keep it as brief as possible so that you don't get bored. But there's something known as the dual mating strategy. Men and women both have this. There's a long-term mating strategy where women look for good providers, fathers, husbands, protectors, and men look for someone who's going to be able to produce a lot of offspring and be nurturing and a good mother. Then we have the short term, which is basically just based off of genetics, looks, chemistry. We're we're looking for the genes short term. And then the relationship skills long-term, basically, is the gist of it. And I think that this really plays a part in the whole bad boy, nice guy scenario. Because we tend to, as women, we want to settle down with the nice guy. But 
randomly hook up with the bad boy because he is so very enticing. Let's just take a listen to what some women had to say about bad boys. Do girls like bad boys? Yes. Yes, yes I think absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I think a majority of girls do like bad boys. I think it depends. I mean, I love bad boys. Do <laughs> you like good boys? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Some do, but some don't. You'd like to think that the good guy always wins, but that's not often the case. I think that women are attracted to men who turn out to be jerks. I don't know if they go looking for bad boys. I like the idea. Yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah, think. Yeah. Do you think girls like bad boys? Of course they do. Next question. No. I mean, some girls like them, but we don't. I think some do, but I think more girls like nice guys. I'm in between. I like guys who treat me well, but they also give me time to miss them. Girls go more towards bad guys. They're definitely immediately attracted to them. I guess there's something, like, attractive about it. I have no clue. It's just appealing. I don't know why. It, like, puts them out of their comfort zone. Girls like to be, I guess, checked sometimes. They really want uh, a guy a more independent guy to like them. Presents more of a challenge and a uh, it's a bit more fun. There's something appealing about the danger. They tend to be um, more confident, more masculine, more sure of themselves. That edge, you know? They like to be different. If somebody's just nice all the time, it's almost like, all right, I'm sick of being like bossy all the time. Like, stand up to me, you know? I don't want someone soft. That's for sure. More things to do. Yeah. Like dynamic. Why do you think girls like bad boys? Because they're so eccentric. Girls don't like nice guys. They want a bad boy. I don't think we've ever liked a bad boy. I'm not into or attracted to bad guys. I think they're jerks and they don't know how to treat women well. I think women should be treated with respect. It's always the good girls that like bad boys. All girls like bad boys. All girls like bad boys. Oh, wow. But I don't think that's what they're actually looking for. It's never a good idea, but we don't know better until it's over. Bad boys don't tend to stick around that long. Um, a lot of them are stuck in like perpetual childhood. They don't want to grow up. After a little while, it gets old. Getting their heart broken a couple times, I think they do learn. I agree with that. I think I it's think like a one-time thing. I think you think it's like fun at first and then it just sucks ass. I agree. If you're heartbroken enough, buy enough bad boys, you move on. <laughs> I think after the initial appeal wears off and women see what they're really dealing with, uh, they get over it pretty quickly. I don't think there's an age. I think it's just like an amount of experiences with them and then you're just like, I'm done, I need to move on. You would hope so, but I don't think so. I don't think they do. They like it. I think the bad boys grow out of being bad. The nice guys will come out on the top in the end, but you have to go through a couple bad guys first to get to that point. So I don't know, I guess they just have to be patient. <laughs> I think someone who's there for you and sweet and smart and has, you know, a lot of different interests is more appealing. It's always a phase. Everyone goes through phases, totally. I hope so. <laughs> you can't be a bad boy when you're like 38. You'll probably be in jail. You want somebody that's like, you know, in the suit, in the tie, going to work, that can support you, things like that. In reality, you want more educated ones that have a life ahead of them. I think they kind of grow out of it. I think it's more of a maturity thing. Like when you're young, you like the adventure and like being able to just kind of let go. But when you get older, you want someone who's more stable and more dependable. dependable. And the good guys then marry everybody. Everyone that's married is always usually good. I yeah. Would 
Black guys always have some really sweet, soft story as to why they're the way they are. Yeah. And good guys are just like... You know, I try to be nice, but that doesn't work. You know, I didn't, I didn't really get the girls that way. So after a while, I started robbing the girls that I wanted to date, and turns out, you know, they love me. You want someone who is strong enough to take care of you. You don't want someone who you think is weak, which I think is n generally misconstrued as someone who's a nice guy, someone that they are weak, and that someone who is a bad boy has like more assertive. Is more assertive. Nice guys can totally succeed. I think they have to step up the confidence. Um, they have to be willing to take charge. Keep doing what you're doing and be yourself. Especially if that's a good guy, you will be happy with a great girl in the end. You date a bad boy and then they suck and then a nice boy's nicer. Just stand up for yourself. Like, just like you would in any, any setting. Don't just let anybody walk all over you. Like, even if it's your girlfriend, you're like, oh, I love her, I care about her. Okay, sometimes she's going to do something that you're just like, you know what, no, I don't want to do it. Some nice guys, they just try too hard to be nice and that gets annoying too for girls. Yeah, just let yourself really shine and, right, right. and get whatever you want in life, right. really. Have confidence. He can still be enthusiastic, but think of how enthusiastic he is and then like cut it down in half so the girl doesn't catch on right away and leave her thinking about it. So you can be nice, but still just have a backbone. Okay, so now that we have an idea of the science behind things and the opinions of some other people on bad boys, let's get into my bad boy story. We all have that one person that sends our stomach into knots and our hearts pounding into our ears. The one that gets in your head and haunts your every thought to the point you're sure madness is just around the corner. The mere mention of their name registers somewhere deep inside you, forcing an almost impossible to hide guilty grin. The one you pushed away, but is still right there, tempting and tugging at everything you know is wrong. For me, this is the one we don't speak of. And his name is. His name is something we don't say. He's just purely referred to as the one we don't speak of. If I happen to be around people who do say his name, I can't help but crack a smile. And it makes it more alluring it makes it more forbidden which makes it more appealing which is kind of the whole point of the bad guy people trying to keep you away from that person it's just like how putting a taboo on sex has made it an extremely profitable business in many aspects you know it's the forbidden so if you happen to have listened to the episode a while ago, I think it was episode eight or something, I'm not sure, but uh, the episode about the darkness, then you will know 
that when I talked about him, I talked about him bringing when he brought my now husband over to meet me, there was another guy with him, with them, uh, who was 12 at the time. And I said that I would talk about him later. Well, here he is. So we're fast forwarding six years in time. He's now uh, 18 and a half. So yeah, he's was pretty young and I was 30 and had just recently broken up with my husband for a while because he was just cheating and lying all the time and I had just had it and I was basically on the precipice of my rampage get even situation and at this point like I had said before Men are not loyal to each other. So when you break up with somebody, all their homeboys are hitting you up. And this guy was one of them. And at first, he was, you know, he was texting me and hitting me up. And I was just like, you're crazy. There's no way. You know, he was young. And I'd known him since he was 12. It was just weird. And he started sending me pictures and eventually he broke me down and I told him to come over, but that I didn't really think anything was going to happen, but he could go ahead and come over. Mind you, I just have to describe him so you have a picture in your head of what I was dealing with. So... Obviously, being 18, he was pretty attractive physically. His body was very toned and cut and just beautiful. Without exercise, mind you. He did not exercise. This guy sat around and smoked weed all day and had other people do things for him. His skin on his hands was so soft because he never did anything. He was the only child and completely spoiled. So there's that. He also just had very, I guess it was, they were genetically um, attractive features that I didn't see it as that at the time, you know, like a strong wide jaw and just just really good bone structure and just his eyes were haunting his lips were just full and warm and it was just so pretty so anyways I told him he could come over and we did end up hooking up that night just very strange and I really thought nothing of it I thought it was just you know me acting out basically but man by the next morning I was already starting to feel like I was falling for him bad 
Now, at the very beginning of this, he he was into the same kind of music I was into. He was introducing me to to new music and because I love music and we have very similar music tastes. So he was playing me songs and things like that. And uh, he played this particular song and he said, listen to these lyrics. And I'm going to play you the first verse of this song. And this is where the intro to this episode came from. It's the beginning intro of the song. And, uh, but I just want to play you the first verse so you can kind of get an idea of what, of the chemistry of this relationship. So hopefully I don't get in trouble for playing this little clip. So anyways, here's the clip. So hopefully you can get from that that this relationship started off with some intense ideas and chemistry and whatnot. And just as a side note, because we're talking about bad boys, that when I first heard that song, I was like, I had no idea what the what the artist looked like. No clue. And I just was like, I'm, I'm going to fuck him because those words and just, I don't know, but automatically that was like my goal. I was, I haven't fulfilled that goal, but I still have time. I can still work on it. So for a while, you know, he was just coming over and we just listen to music, have sex. He would bring weed and, you know, we'd just smoke weed and have sex and listen to music all night long. And he did. He was, though, manipulative in a way. And I still don't know for sure if that was him intentionally being manipulative or what exactly he was doing. But he would do things like come over hang out and not have sex with me and then the next day when I would mention something about it he would say something like oh what you think that we have to have sex every time we hang out that's not what you're all about to me and blah 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 which maybe not but maybe he was purposely doing that to hook me you know I don't believe anything men say so Pretty much, I think that that's what it was. Also, as far as bad boys go, 
There's something called the random interval reward system, and bad boys are very good at doing this. They are not consistent. They are not predictable. They will see you three days in a row for 12 hours at a time, and then you won't hear for them from them for three days. And then you'll get a text. And boom, you're you know, your stomach tightens up and you get the butterflies and you're all excited and then you won't hear from them for another day. And then, oh, then they call you and they want to see you. They're just in and out and just completely unpredictable. And we, although we complain about it, we love it for it's something psychological that's happening with this. I became completely obsessed with this guy, like obsessed, and it still lingers to this day. I'm just not allowed to talk about him or see him or anything because my husband will flip his shit. Our relationship is open except for the darkness and he who we don't speak of. Those are two people I am not supposed to be talking to, which I don't, but still. I still have a degree of obsession with him. I have a playlist on my Spotify that's all songs that remind me of him. Uh, I used to have two bottles of two different colognes. I asked him what colognes he wore during this time frame, and he told me, and I went and got them, and then I had them at work, and I would smell them or put them on my sleep so that I could smell them and remember him. Okay, so let's talk about the sex in this relationship since I'm sure that's uh, what you came here to hear. So, like I said before, there was a comfort level there that kind of surprised me because I think that a lot of people, not just women, especially women, but kind of everybody, If one person looks better than the other person naked, usually one person feels a little bit insecure and kind of self-conscious. But with him, I never felt like that. I never was worried about how I looked. And that was very freeing for me. Now, his dick... It was on the large side. And he had this thing where he would grab your shoulders and just go in really deep. And it would hurt, but in this really good way. It was just, I don't, I can't explain it, but being with him felt different than anybody else. I I wish I could explain it better, but I can't. He just had a way about him. And he was the first one that I ever started to actually enjoy. Like, I don't know why that, like... I'm going to keep saying that because this whole relationship, I don't know why. There was this weird 
attraction, this weird chemistry, electricity, something about him I was drawn to and like got hooked into and could not fight for the life of me. But this is really bad for me to even be thinking this much about him. He was also the last person I ever had anal sex with. I've only had anal sex with people that I loved. Um, you know, both my husbands, the stupid darkness, and then this guy, I think. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because I don't... I mean, at first I tried it with my first husband when I was a teenager because, you know, you're trying things, whatever. And I've always been very adventurous in that department. But I did not care for it. And... You know, I tried it with other people because I thought, oh, well, maybe it'll be different. Maybe whatever. No, I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. And since this person, that was the last time I ever did it. And I'm not going to do it again because I'm at the age where I get it might feel good for you, but I don't really give a fuck because I feel like I wasted my 20s worrying about what was pleasing you and now it's my turn and I don't find it pleasurable. So you can go fuck somebody else in the ass, not me. Thanks. Anyway, so that kind of wraps that whole thing in. It was just, it was very different. And he kissed the first time we ever kissed. can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this because it's different. And I think that's the first time I realized something was different. Because we were sitting on the couch. He had come over. I told him nothing was going to happen, whatever. And we're sitting on the couch. I was probably high. And I was just like, yeah, fuck it. And I leaned over and kissed him. And he was, you know, he was 18. I expected him to be like all eager and sloppy and, you know, how they are. But he wasn't. He was slow and soft and just damn. Anyways, no, I have to stop talking about it. Okay. It was different. All right. It was good and it was different. So there you go. Something else about him that's very common with bad boys is brutal honesty. And I think they they feel like they can be brutally honest because there's a lot of girls interested. So they can basically tell you the truth and it doesn't matter if you decide you're going to leave them or not because they have other options. And I think nice guys don't have as many options so they're afraid to tell the truth, which, which is why they lie, which makes us distrustful. It's just kind of a mess. This is why women should just accept men's honesty and not have a fit about it. But he had told me, you know, I knew that he was in love with this other girl and they had broken up. And he had told me that if she wants him back, he's going to go. And so I always knew that. 
And I knew if he was with other girls, he would tell me, you know, uh, the darkness was like that too. I always really appreciated that. I always rather just know things than be made out to look stupid be played like I'm not trying to be played just tell me where I stand and if I don't want to stand there I can move you know so eventually the day came and he had told me that she was she wanted to get back together and so I packed up his things from my apartment and you know because at this point he was coming over probably I don't know, four times a week he would come and stay over. And so he just had a few things there. And so I packed up his stuff and I brought it to him and I was just crying. I was just so heartbroken. But I knew he loved her and I knew he didn't love me. And I knew he wasn't good for me. I wasn't going to be with him. That wasn't what was going to happen. Like I knew it was going nowhere. But still, I was just devastated because the time I was with him was so different and just on this other kind of level that I was just addicted to it and to think that it was going to be taken away from me and I think a lot of it too was because at the time you know I had separated from my husband and I was you know sad and alone I was the first time I ever lived alone in my life it was just a different time and he was there and he distracted from that and yeah I was just devastated to lose him now this next part I want to kind of explain this girl that he did go back to and what happened with that as quickly as possible this is going to be a long episode I am so sorry but it's important so Okay, so long story short, this girl was basically my cousin through marriage. We didn't grow up together necessarily. Uh, We knew about each other. We had seen each other a little here and there when we were kids. But my aunt, my aunt by marriage was her aunt by blood. And my aunt had died when I was two. So our families knew each other, but we weren't still technically family. So there's that. So that's who he was dating. And she, for some reason, she contacted me and wanted to start talking to me. And I didn't, I didn't really want to, but I wanted to, I wanted to connect with her because Although I was only two when my aunt died, I remember her and she was like my favorite. I used to follow her around all the time. We were really close when I was a baby. And and so she was the she was the first death that I ever experienced. It was just I was just very close with her. And I so I wanted to be close to this girl because I wanted to connect through that if that makes sense I'm sure that's understandable and so but I didn't because of this guy I didn't want I knew I couldn't tell her the relationship that I was having with him because then she wouldn't want to have a relationship with me so it was just like this limbo and 
I tried to kind of avoid to even have the relationship with her, but she, you know, like would invite me over and just, she was like really trying to have a relationship. And I, so I gave into it because I wanted to get to know her. And eventually, okay, they got back together and I was still talking to her. And then at some point they got in a fight and she left and she went somewhere and he called me to come over. And I was like, well, where's she at? And he said, we got in a fight. She left. She's da da. And of course I go over there because I'm so, you know, I'm just missing him so much. And then, so then I think they just, they worked things out, but then he and I were still seeing each other occasionally and something happened there was a big fight and basically he threatened to tell her about us and I was like no I'm gonna tell her about us and he was like well if you don't then I'm going to oh I didn't even mention the fact that this guy is completely crazy I guess I should have mentioned that to begin with obviously you see how I put all the good stuff above the bad stuff yeah he just I don't know how to describe it. He has quite the temper and he had been known to be physically abusive to girls before. He never was with me. Sometimes he would get a little snippy verbal kind of thing going on, but I would always like shut him down real fast because then I would, it would just click in my head and it'd be like, bitch, I've known you since you're 12. Just no, don't even take that tone with me, you know? So I don't know if that's why, if because I was so much older you know, and I was a mom and like, I don't know if that's why he never got like that with me, but he never did. So anyways, big fight. I say, I'm going to tell her. So I tell her she freaks out. She hates me. She tells me that she told me I needed help and that basically because, you know, I find it necessary to fuck everybody. So I need help, which Maybe that's true. A little. I'm just curious. That's all. I'm not trying to take nobody's man. But so we tried to work things out and but we couldn't. And it just it just fell apart. So her and I don't speak. She pretty much hates my guts, but and they're not together anymore. So that's the thing with him, is it was so addictive that I needed that fix of him no matter what the cost. I remember there was times because, you know, there was her and then there was my husband who I still saw all the time, you know, because we have a child together and we still were good friends. So I saw him all the time, but he did not want me to have anything to do with him. You know, he would be mad about it because he did find out about it and he was pissed. And so that's why he hates him. But so I knew like anytime going to see him, it was just this bad thing I shouldn't be doing. And I would just be so nervous to see him. I would get nauseous. I would swear I was going to throw up and I would be shaking. But as soon as I got around him, it would go away. And then when I left, I was just on this high that was just so good and comforting and 
made me feel so good inside and about myself that I just, I would risk just about anything to get it. So, so sorry, cousin, but I couldn't help it. Eventually, he moved away. Maybe a couple months later, I'm not quite sure. He moved away. I got back together with my husband. All is well. And then one day, he messages me and says that he's coming to town and he wants to see me. So, I do. I go see him. Or he came to my work. Actually, he came to my work and came to the parking lot. And I saw him and gave him a hug. And he looked so good and he was doing so well. And I got that same feeling again. It was just, that was probably my favorite time. Looking back. Because he was doing well and he was happy and he was healthy. and, And I was doing, everybody was doing well and there was no like drama all everywhere. So he left and he went back across the country. And then years go by and he's coming back. He tells me he's coming back. And I cannot believe I almost forgot to mention this. But when he came back, he basically told me that he loved me and he wanted me He wanted to be with me and he wanted me to basically leave my family and be with him. And obviously I'm not going to do that. Like, I guess some people do that, but I'm not going to do that. I love my husband and I love my children and I'm not trying to fuck up everybody's life. So, but I mean, come on, it was a tempting offer because I wanted, I like to be with him in a physical space. But not just like sexually, but be close to him physically. But I don't want to be in a committed relationship to him because there's just no way that he's just not the material for that. But this like upset me so much that I ended up having to go on antidepressants, which totally screwed me up and anxiety medication and yeah I had to medicate myself through this because I was so obsessed with him and he was something that was just so far away and I never thought I would ever have again and then here he was offering himself up to me and I couldn't take it and I just went a little crazy basically he had injured his foot he broke his foot and I worked in the medical industry so I was helping him find physical therapy get to physical therapy deal with dealing with the different things and but it's trying to just stay on like a friendly level and uh because I knew my husband did not want me to have anything to do with him But at the same time, I care that he's okay. I care that he's happy and healthy and taken care of. You know, just, it doesn't have to be by me. I just want it to be so. And 
a little while later, he ended up being getting um, addicted again to heroin. And that was a very scary time because I never knew if he was going to be alive the next day. You know, you never know if they're going to overdose at any time. You know, and this was somebody that I loved and I just didn't know how to help him. And we live in this stupid ass small town that doesn't have any sort of like detox, drug, rehab, anything here. It's just shit. And especially if you don't have good insurance, it's just a mess. And I just remember this one time I brought him something to eat and I just laid there next to him before I went to work one morning and I just felt, I was so happy just laying there next to him with his arm around me. And I, I just thought, I was just appreciating his existence because I was so scared that I would lose him. And at one point, I remember I was giving him a hug and I just stayed on his chest and I just listened to his heartbeat. And I just wanted to remember what his heartbeat sounded like, just in case. God, it sucked. So... I tried to see him as little as possible. I just started just cutting him out, cutting him out, cutting him out, and not even trying to help him. You know, he would ask for money and say it was for one thing, but I knew it wasn't. It was going to go to heroin, so I would say, no, I'll give, I'll go put gas in your car, but I'm not going to give you gas money. You know, and I said, please don't ask me. And he was respectful of that. He didn't, you know, so he knew I just distanced myself because I couldn't take it. And I didn't want to see him like that. My audio quit recording, so forgive me if I repeat myself. But uh, I think where I left off was... So he's strung out on drugs and I'm basically cutting him out of my life because I don't want to see him like that or be so close to him if something happens. And I just want to be clear, like, I was not having sex with him during this time. I was purely just trying to be a friend because I did care what happened to him. And thank God he ended up getting arrested for, I believe, because he was stalking this girl that he ended up dating and who happens to work at my bank which she doesn't know who I am, but I know who she is. So it's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, so she called the cops on him, whatever. He got arrested and he got sent back across the country to prison. And uh, he messaged me on Facebook from prison and said that he loved me and that he wanted me to write him and sent me his address. And this was probably, gosh, I don't even know how long ago this was. 
maybe a year ago or maybe two somewhere like that maybe just a year no it had to have been two years ago and I wrote him once and then and he wrote me a couple times but I didn't reply and because I'm not trying to disrespect my husband I know this is his boundary and I try to respect it to the best of my ability but at the same time I'm not gonna let his boundary make me a shitty person like I still believe that I need to treat people like they're human and with decency and I don't feel like it's okay for me morally to just pretend someone doesn't exist after I said that I love them and I care about what happens to them I just it makes me feel like a shitty person and so I, I just didn't reply and uh and thinking about him to record this episode I did look his mom up on Facebook and I messaged her and just asked how he was doing and what was going on with him and to get his address in case I wanted to write him and she replied and gave me the address and I guess she talked to him on the phone and he wants to call me and he wants me to write him and I just sort of like I, I can't do that like my husband's not okay and she knows my husband because you know they grew up together and she you know was saying that she understands and I don't know it's probably best for me to only keep up on what's happening with him through her that's probably my best bet but I don't know if I can keep it that way I know how that feels and it makes it makes it seem like everything that person ever said to you was bullshit and it like invalidates the whole relationship and it just feels horrible and I don't want to be the cause of those kinds of feelings to other people I really care about how I make other people feel and I'm trying to make everyone happy and that's including myself and that's really difficult. I guess that basically brings me to my point of all of this as far as bad boys go and dual mating strategies, dual sexuality, and non-monogamy for that matter. This is the point I'm trying to make to the damn world and nobody listens to me. But you can love more than one person at a time and it does not affect how you feel about the other person. And we seek different people for different reasons. What's great about my husband is not great about he who we do not speak of. He is not good mating material and <laughs> maybe physically maybe genetically but not stability wise you know he's just not a stable person and I always knew that so I never never intended to be in a long-term relationship with him it was never anything I was seeking and I think also People need to realize that 
because it was basically told to me that I needed to not have anything to do with this person, there was no closure. Our relationship never was able to just fizzle out. And that also goes to the point of, if you haven't heard, no, how does it go? Desire plus obstacle equals passion. Whenever there is an obstacle, there's passion. And a lot of the times with a bad boy, there is an obstacle of some kind. So anytime you restrict the relationship somebody has with another person, you're putting an obstacle there to create more passion. You're adding fuel to the fire. It doesn't make any sense. People should be allowed to have their relationships and work them out and let them progress or decrease naturally. Putting a taboo on it is only going to make it worse. And that's what tends to happen with these bad boys is there's a taboo put on them, which makes them irresistible to us. Okay, I feel like I've made my point. I've written a ton about this in the show notes, like all the science behind it and different psychological uh, components of what makes somebody a bad boy and what makes that appealing. So go check that out. I will link the Boondock song also as well, which is just a beautiful, he's a great rapper. I mean, if you like that kind of thing, if you like dark kind of like horrorcore rap, he's very, very talented. Um, so I'll link that and I'll also link the video that I got the audio of the girls talking about bad boys on there as well. There's just so, I just, as I was researching it, you can go so far deep into this. It makes so much sense and also just points to why we're not supposed to be monogamous, but I digress. I will probably be on my deathbed still arguing this point. But anyway, go to theshawnawilliams.com and read all that stuff that I put there. And remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That really, 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 really helps me and is totally free. You can go to Patreon and become one of my patrons for $1 a month. I also have another tier on there that's $10 a month, which is um, a private Snapchat. Basically, I intend for that to be a place where I can, um, I'll post pictures and stuff if I have enough people, but basically I put that there because I wanted somewhere where I could just um, have a way to chat with people back and forth and answer questions and, and things like that because it does take time for me. I'm doing it on Instagram right now for free but so feel free if you want to message me on Instagram if you have anything you want to ask or talk about or whatever but it does take a lot of time for me to do that and so I would like to have a way eventually where I can monetize doing that but for now it is what it is whatever um I guess that's it also check out uh hooker's apparel I'll link that I'll just put all the links just go to the blog and follow me on Instagram. Okay. 
Bye, guys. <laughs>